Broadcasting from high above the reserve, this is Radio Harambe. John Boy, everyone, and welcome to another issue, uh, another episode issue of Radio Harambe. I am here with my lovely co-host, Christina. Hello, Christina. Hi. And today we are going to do a bit of a, more of a deep dive into Expedition Everest and the Yeti. If the last episode was sort of a deep dive into the mythology of the Yeti, so today we're going to be talking about Shirkazong and what surrounds uh, Expedition Everest, the attraction. But before we do that... I want to talk about our Tea Public store and how we are raising money for conservation. Every dime that we make from our Tea Public store goes to uh, Cotton Top Tamarind Conservation now, the Proyecto Titi. And um, go on our Tea Public store and you can find the links at uh, my uh, Instagram page, Safari underscore Mike, or the uh, show's Instagram page, Disney's Animal Kingdom. Or my Twitter at Jumbo Everyone, Everyone, and you'll see the link. Link, go on there, and you'll see all these fabulous designs done by the lovely Christina. For the most part, some of the other ones were not. Can but I can I mention? Go right ahead. I have started embedding the link into the show notes, so just look at the show notes for this episode, and it should be there. Great point. I I, uh, I always neglect to say that, and you always have to remind me. <laughs> <It's> new. <laughs> so um, yeah, the, also go on there. You can get all sorts of designs. We do a lot of like uh, you know deep cuts, as they say, on Disney's Animal Kingdom. For example, I am currently wearing a Yeti Palace Hotel shirt in honor of the uh, show that I'm doing tonight. But go on there. You can get Disco Yeti. You can get the Thirsty River Bar. You can get Dawa Bar, Nomad Lounge. You can get some things from the Animal Kingdom Lodge, like uh, Sanaa and um, Jiko, which the people at Jiko absolutely loved when we wore it there a couple of a few weeks ago now. But anyway, that's enough of that. So go on there and buy your stuff and, you know, uh, raise money for conservation. We don't keep a dime. Uh, but now let's go a little bit into Expedition Everest and the surrounding area of Shirkazong. And before we do, I'm going to ask my lovely co-host a quick question. How, w- how would you put Shirkazong compared to Anandapur and Harambis, the other fake areas, you know, the themed areas? Do you like it better the same or worse than, like, say, Anandapur or Harambe? I put her on the spot, by the Probably, way. it is probably the least memorable. Least memorable. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, obviously, Everest itself is gigantic and, um, I mean, it's... If it wasn't for the Tree of Life, would probably be the icon of the park. Absolutely, that's true. But it's quieter, without there being a performance or anything. Mm-hmm. The, true. Um, in the stadium, it's really you go there for Everest, and you forget. Now, a little question, and, and um, I, th- I think you know this: there is a specific product that is the focus point, focal point of Expedition Everest. Do you know what that product is?
I'm surprised you don't know because I mentioned to you just yesterday. Expedition Everest is all about tea. Correct. (laughs) You got it. Tea was an important, and we're going into the backstory now of Expedition Everest and Shirkazong itself. And by the way, for people who don't know, Shirkazong is the fictional Himalayan town that is uh, represented in Expedition Everest. The Shirkazong means uh, Fortress of the Chasm. And you can see as you are looking at Expedition Everest, and you know, imagine yourself looking at it, you can see sort of that like fortress that is a part of the facade of the mountain, mountain range. And um, that's what the name comes from. So, um, but T was important to the neighboring kingdom of Anandapur, a much bigger kingdom uh, in the fiction, and a much more important kingdom in the fiction. And they would get their tea from tea plantations in the Himalayas in Shirkazong. And uh, the Anandapur rail line, the railway service, which, by the way, you can buy a t-shirt from uh, that we make and (laughs) (laughs) raise money. Um, They built a service line in the early uh, 1920s to ship tea from Shirkazong to Anandapur. But then that line, that rail line, closed in the 30s after a series of incidents. Some of people attribute the incidents to the legendary Yeti, the protector of the mountain. But recently, as the conceit is for Expedition Everest, they are reopening the railway line. You are now entering the old Anandapur rail service, but instead of shipping tea, the two entrepreneurs named, um, and we'll get to them in a minute, the two entrepreneurs, they um, are opening this rail line to get people a shortcut through the Forbidden Mountain to um, to Everest so you can go climb the mountain. So that's the whole backstory and conceit of the attraction. I have a question for you yep. because I feel like it bleeds into Anandapur and Shirkazan. Sure, but what do you mean by bleeds where's, into? Where's the, where's the break? That's a good question. Because because they're very similar. Uh, one's yes. just a little bit more lively. Yes. Um, but where where would be the break? Because Disney likes to mm-hmm. have these clean right. storytelling moments. So where is that? There, there's not a a clear break as to where Anandapur ends and where uh, Shirkazong begins. However, when you get past the Gibbon exhibit. Okay. You have now leaving Anandapur and on your way to Shirkazong, and you're following the trail to, to Shirkazong, which I'm going to talk about in a minute. Mm. And Shirkazong sort of begins as to where uh, Everest is. The queue of Expedition Everest is actually the town of Shirkazong, and this is something Disney does a lot in Animal Kingdom, or at least Joe Rohde does, because actually the town, the market center of Anandapur is actually the queue for Kali River Rapids. When you're going through the queue, you're going through the quote-unquote town of Anandapur. Here, the queue of Expedition Everest, and we're going to go through each building in the next episode as I do a virtual tour of the queue for Expedition Everest. Um, But the town itself is the queue. But before we get to more, and that was a good question, and we'll talk a little bit more about that break. Uh, Before we get there, I am going to read an article that is that gives you kind of the backstory, and you could find it on the uh, in, in the queue of Expedition Everest. And it's an article that was printed allegedly um, just today, although obviously it's been sitting there since 2006. But still, 
And it's a, a, a story that appears in the fictional Anandapur Reporter. Here's the article. It's called The Forbidden Mountain Railway Reopens. Locals Fear Wrath of Yeti. And of course it takes place at Cherkazan. And here's the article. Despite dire warning from irate local residents, the old Anandapur rail service route through the Forbidden Mountain was reopened today. Closed since 1934 under mysterious circumstances, the railroad, formerly operated by the Royal Anandapur Tea Company, was refurbished by Himalayan Escapes Tours and Expeditions. The intent, said the operators, is to provide safe, efficient transport to base camp at Mount Everest and environs. Hundreds of Western trekkers and climbers are expected to make the journey to Shirkazong to book passage on this new service. In the heyday of the great tea plantations that flourished in the region, private rail lines were established to carry produce to distant markets. The Royal Anandapur Tea Company used the Forbidden Mountain Route extensively in their 20s and early 1930s. However, beginning in 1933, the railroad was plagued with accidents. Some drew a connection between the mishaps and increasing British, expedi uh, expedi British expeditionary attempts to reach the summit of Mount Everest, invoking the spirit of the guardian of the sacred mountain. By 1934, continual equipment breakdowns and tra track breakages caused the tea company to shutter its facilities and pull up stakes. The legend of a sacred beast continued to loom large among locals, coming to a head in 1982 with a tragic disappearance of the Forbidden Mountain Expedition. More on that later, by the way. However, warnings and naysayers aside, the daring entrepreneurs behind Himalayan escapes were determined to put on a loud, colorful show to celebrate their achievement. Local government officials in attendance trumpeted the event as a landmark enterprise, marking a new era of prosperity and opportunity for Shirkazong. It is indeed our hope that this is the case. So that's the article that you can find in um, on the queue of Expedition Everest. And I can't think of another attraction where the uh, backstory is so blatantly l given to you uh, in the form of like this, in, in this case, a fake article from, um, you know, the, the t quote unquote today. Um, I can't think of anyone. But anyway, let's talk a little bit about the attraction itself. Um, it, you, you have seen pictures of actually Mount Everest, have you not? Yes. Would you agree with me, and this is what was part of the, what the thinking was with the Imagineers, was that Mount Everest, unlike, for example, the Matterhorn, doesn't really have a distinct shape. It's very round at top. It's, it's not really dramatic in its, its look. I mean, it's the tallest mountain in the world, obviously, so it's dramatic in that event way. But the shape itself wasn't unique, kind of rounded at the top, kind of actually boring for attraction purposes so because of that because it was so unlike the Matterhorn um, Joe Rohde and Imagineers decided to come up with um, this fake forbidden mountain and make up a, a range instead of just Everest Everest is actually in this mountain range but the real mountain that you see in front of you is the forbidden mountain it's not Everest Everest is if you're looking at the attraction it's to the right and back they made, in, in, in order to build this attraction, they made numerous attempts to, or numerous trips, I, su I should say, to Nepal and China and got thousands of artifacts and learned the topography. They actually studied golden monkeys and orangutans too to want to sort of get a feel for what primates are like in that area. 
because they wanted to when they created the Yeti and the audio animatronic, which at the time was the most elaborate, expensive, and you know, you know uh, dangerously uh, <laughs> produced uh, audio animatronic. They wanted to make it look like it was like a real animal, like it had evolved in that area, not like some sort of science fiction thing. Now, before we delve a little bit more into like their other areas of Shirkazong, let me just give you a few facts about Expedition Everest. It's on six acres of land. Like you said, it's a huge attraction. There are 25,000 computer sculpted pieces of steel in the attraction. There are 1,800 tons of steel used in the attraction. 18.7 million pounds of concrete are used in the attraction. 2,000 gallons of paint. And it is 199 feet tall. And if you recall, we did not that long ago uh, things you didn't know about Expedition Everest. Yes. And um, if you listen to that, you probably know why it's 199 feet tall. You know why it I is. Do. Go ahead. Tell, why don't you tell everybody? Um, it's it's for air traffic reasons. Anything above that, you need to put a blinking light. Yes. Anything um, 200 or bigger. Yeah. So. So yeah, that's why they have. They don't. They don't want to put. Have to put a big blinking light on top of the yeah, Everest. It ruins. We, it ruins the illusion and the, the immersiveness of it. Absolutely. So after choosing the final design, they did all sorts of sculptures and stuff, stuff like that. Imagineers created a six-foot model, which was then uploaded into a computer. And at that point, the Imagineers could tinker with the tracks and uh, design before they actually began construction. And there is any. It's hard to find, but you can find it on YouTube, actually. There was a, I want to say like a 45-minute documentary about the making of Expedition Everest. I forget the name of it. I'd have to go back and, and look at the name. I should have looked at it before we started recording. But you, you can find it on YouTube. Just look Expedition Everest documentary, and you'll find it. And, it. and it goes into what it took to create this, what it took to build the Yeti, what it took to, um, you know, all the trips they went out there to, uh, to learn about... Um, uh, learned about the area um, and we actually got to talk to Joe Rody not that long ago and talked about his more recent trip to Mongolia but that was one of the places that he went to Expedition Everest opened at on April 7th 2006 now the buildings around it that you see are actually uh, based on the what's called the Kali Gandaki region of the Annapurna Conservancy in Nepal and the Annapurna is it's in the top 10, I think, of the tallest mountains in the world. And it's in the general vicinity there. Um, obviously, it's not as big as Everest or K2, but it's up there. Um, and there was this region there. Where they used a lot of the buildings. Um, they, obviously, they visited during their tours. And it, they, they wanted to look like the buildings in this area. And they made it look like, they, you know, it's stone and, and hand-packed or hard-packed, I should say, earth to, to look at like those buildings. Careful attention was also all given to the plant life as more than 900 bamboo plants were used in the area, uh, 10 different species of trees, and 114 species of shrubs. And then they were either from the Himalayan area or they found um, plants that could survive in Florida that looked just like uh, the Himalayan ones. So, um, you know, a lot of people... I've had this argument with people before. I mean, why go to so such lengths to have this backstory, to have um, like even the plants themselves look like um, the, the areas in the Himalayas? And even um, one of the things I'll talk about actually 
uh, next week, but I'll, I'll mention it here too, is that, um, you know when you're going at the very beginning of Everest, you can sometimes hear birds chirping and stuff like that? Those are recordings of birds from the Himalayas. They went to and recorded bird sounds from the Himalayas so that you can get that sense of being in, in the Himalayas. And Joe Rohde and his team, and of course Disney in general is like this more so than any other theme park. Even the littlest detail they try to, um, you know, to, to they work on and make sure it, it has their authenticity to it. And it really comes through here in Expedition Everest and, and through uh, in Disney's Animal Kingdom in, in general, but they really went all out um, for this area. Okay, now to get back to your question before. And that is uh, just be just beyond the restaurant at Yak and Yeti, um, you kind of come to uh, the Gibbons, and then you get to this clearing where um, there's like this little temple on the water, this little mm -hmm. shrine. Mm -hmm. And here you'll find a sign actually describing the mountain range in the distance, the one you're looking at. So this is where you're beginning your journey from Anandapur to Shirkazan. You could see the Himalayas. Okay. And um, you'll actually find a sign describing the mountain range that you're looking at. And each peak is named and elevations are giving and they give a little fact. For example, the mountain Kalish, I believe that's how you pronounce it. Um, it gives its dimensions, how high it is, 20 whatever thousand feet. And then it was a sacred pilgrimage uh, for thousands of years. The middle peak, the one smack dab in the middle, is the quote unquote, the only fake one in this range, the Forbidden Mountain. And there it says, it gives its range, you know, how tall it is, and it says it is the legendary home of the Yeti. Other mountains like Annapurna, like I was talking about before, and K2 are also on that list and described. Right next to this, and the sign, by the way, is called Vista of the Himalayas. Right next to this is a shrine, um, and that's the little building that you see that actually is shaped like the mountain range in front of you. And if you look at it right, you can actually set the mountain behind the, the shrine. It's The shrine is built like, it, the, like the mountain range. And in the centerpiece, which is the Forbidden Mountain, there's actually a little carved out area where they have a Yeti statue and like some offerings by the locals to, um, you know, to, to appease the, the sacred protector of the mountain. Okay. Now, um, on the way, once you pass that, on the way to Anandapur, uh, some travelers are looking for lodging. And this is where the Yeti Palace Hotel comes in. I think um, you've seen the sign for the Yeti Palace Hotel, right? Yes. Okay. In fact, you painted a lovely design t-shirt on it. Um, it's on the side of the building. And at, actually on the side of the building is actually the Shangri-La Trekkers Inn, which might not be a bad for a, a t-shirt on its own. <laughs> it's the Shangri-La Trekkers Inn and Internet Cafe. Um, for Western visitors, particularly, uh, and most of the people heading over are uh, from west, the Western area, um, the Shangri-La has the Internet Cafe, and you can hear uh, popular remixes of songs from that area, from the Himalayas and Nepal, and things like that. The sign, of course, that we were talking about before is it says, coming next year, the Shangri-La Inn will have some competition as the Yeti Palace Hotel is coming. Go ahead. So when did they put that in? Because I don't think internet cafes were even around when Animal Kingdom opened. No, but in 2006 they put it in. Oh, that's when this Yep. Opened. That's right. It came the... the and, that's and, right. Yes. 
I'm thinking, well, I think that's too far back. <laughs> 1998 was when the park opened. And I believe you're correct. There was no such thing as internet cafes. Um, I don't think there's such thing as internet cafes now. But in the 2000s, there probably were. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but the Yeti Hotel... Um, which is coming next season. It says right on the sign. Of course, it's been coming next season since 2006. Uh, the hotel is in active construction, and you can actually see there next to the Shangri-La, uh, you can see a cement mixer. You can see a pulley system for raising the materials to the upper floors to build the Yeti Palace Hotel. There's a stack of homemade bricks right there in front of you, and they actually all say they're imported from India. Um, and it's all awaiting placement as they're dig- diligently working on the Yeti Palace Hotel. The marquee that's painted on the wall is actually credited to the Bhavani sign painting. And that's actually something you see. Uh, it's this fake company that you actually see as painters of some other signs in uh, in Shirkazan. Uh, Bhavani, just for background, is an aspect of the Hindu goddess Parvati, and it means giver of life. It's supposed to be a, uh, a it's considered a source of creative energy in the Hindu pathology. Um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Hindu theology, excuse me. Um, it's also the name of the town of a town and a river in India. There are other special services that are provided by the Shangri-La trek and the, uh, Trekkers Inn. Uh, you'll see a sign that says there are payless phones operated by Anandapur Telegraphy. There's also a source of freshwater drinking, along with an advisory as not to drink uh, from streams and wells. And in this building, there's also a small shop at the base of this inn uh, those heading on a mountaineering expedition are going to want to stop at Gupta's Gear. There's a sign that says Gupta's Gear. And this this shop has, quote-unquote, quote, quote, first-class mountaineer equipment. And you see all sorts of backpacks and boots and uh, tanks and stuff, all that right there. Um, Gupta's is, in the conceit of it, is, is has become an informal gathering place for parties heading out on expedition. There's a bulletin board at the shop that allows group members to put like messages and things like that. And you actually, if you take time and look at this, and it's behind like a little screen, if you take time and look at it, you'll see that people are arguing on this message board as to whether or not the Yeti actually exists or not. Again, it's all part of the theme. And the odd thing is all this detail, like the last 10 minutes I've been talking about the Shangri-La trekkers and Gupta's gear and the telegraphy place, all this building is is a bathroom. All of this, uh, all of this design, all of this backstory, all of these little nooks and crannies and things like that, is just the bathroom. That's all it is. So, um, if you come from the other way, by the way, if you approach Expedition Everest from Dinoland, USA, you'll actually see on the right-hand side uh, tea growing. Going back to the tea uh, uh, part of this, uh, it's growing sort of on the slopes of a mountain. And you can find more tea plants in the village of Shirkazong. And as I said, in the years past, the quote-unquote years past, the area was a huge tea plantation, and that's where these steam trains are coming into. And several of the buildings that you'll be walking through in the queue for Expedition Everest were actually buildings used by the tea plantation, um, like storage facilities and things like that. Now, also on the other side, if you were heading in from Dinoland, USA, uh, to Expedition Everest and sort of facing the Forbidden Mountain are a couple of other buildings that are kind of part of or around the uh, gift shop there. 
And at the exit of the attraction is a Tibetan Mani wall. And Mani is spelled M-A-N-I. And in Tibetan Buddhism, Mani are stone tablets inscribed with prayers. And they're often placed together as a form of uh, blessing. And in this particular instance, uh, they're used to, you know, try to appease again the, the Yeti, who is the protector of the sacred mountain. And if you go back and listen to um, the podcast about the Yeti mythology, I do talk to, in some, to some degree about how uh, some of the legends talk about the Yeti being sort of the, a, a guardian spirit of the mountains. And that's kind of what Joe Rody and his team kind of took off and, and used as sort of the background of this. That these, the people of Shirkazong believe that the Yeti is the protector of the mountain. And that's why you have these little Manny wall here that, you know, is trying to appease it. And that's why you have the offerings there. And you'll see more of that stuff in the queue itself. The color of these buildings are actually uh, very symbolic. Um, red on corners or around windows and if you look hard you'll see that there, some of these buildings have red on, on the corners that's thought to provide uh, protection and you also see some of the buildings have like uh, paint dripping down the side like stripes and that's supposed to resent, uh, represent the three spirit worlds um, the, the red building that you see is what's called a gampa which is a Buddhist prayer hall that's used for meditation people go in there to meditate and that building has uh, long stripes all the way down. Um, and it was done the traditionally how they do it, which is by pouring, just pouring paint down the wall. And that represents a wealthy family with ties to the monastery. Now, uh, a little bit more about the backstory before we end this particular episode, um, as I'm sure you were all sick of me talking about Shirkazan. Um, local entrepreneurs have started the Himalayan escapes, and I know... My lovely co-host here is perhaps working on a Himalayan Escape shirt, correct? I am. <laughs> I am. So they partially restored the track, and the and the entrepreneurs are Norbu and Bob, and uh, they've created the Himalayas, Himalayan Escapes Tours and Expeditions. And they're the ones that kind of refurb some of the tea plantation buildings as their booking office, and again, I'll go through that in more detail um, on our next episode. Um, but Norbu is a local from Shirkazong, and Bob is a British gentleman, and they've come together to build the Himalayan escapes. And um, for now, I think that's it for this particular episode. Do you have any questions about Shirkazong itself before we start delving into a tour of the Expedition Everest Q? No, but the amount of detail is incredible, and I can't wait to... I, I know I'm going to start paying attention more where that trek starts. We'll have to get a photo. I will show you. I'll also show you I the Manny Wall. I see all the people's photos. Tag us at Who's Animal Kingdom. <laughs> yes, if you're there. <laughs> you said absolutely. you get tagged all the time on that. <laughs> oh, so, yes. On yeah. Disney's Animal Kingdom, yes. We have, I think I've talked about this before, we have <laughs> almost 41,000 followers on that particular Instagram. And the, I'm sure the vast majority of them think it's the official Disney's Animal Kingdom Instagram, so I get tagged all the time with uh, people I don't know, but keep well, at it. I always like it. Now we'll know the, you if know, they're real fans That's right. the show when they <laughs> tag the start of their journey to Everest but with that sign and temple. Next time we go, I will show you the temple of the little shrine. I'll show you yeah. the Manny Wall. I'll show you the uh, the Gampa with the stripes coming down the wall. Um, we were we were in such a rush because we were there for the early park opening 
and you were insistent we have to go to Everest first because everyone's going to go to Pandora. And that's, and that is a trick, people, because we ended up writing it four times in a row. True. Before, and we could have done it more, I think. We probably could have. We uh, the, probably could have gone on one yes. more, but then we decided, okay, four times is good. <laughs> <laughs> we did. We uh, That particular day, I think we decided not to do um, Avatar, I think. Or maybe we did do Flights of Passage. Maybe I bought the... Uh, I might you have... You got the lightning. Yeah, lightning. I got the lightning. lightning. And That's the right. little one couldn't go on it anyway, so right. we didn't want to rush him over there just to sit and wait for everyone to be done. So right. we decided to do something that he could go on. Correct. At least we had hoped, and yes, he met the hype requirements. <laughs> <laughs> and Kilimanjaro Safaris, just, I mean, I mean, this goes to this a little bit, and that, you you know, expedition, if you get the lightning wing for Flight of Passage, Expedition Everest is a good rope drop because if you're there at 8 o'clock in the morning, sometimes not all the animals are out on Kilimanjaro Safari. So, so. I heard a good tip. Good guy. Actually, that they feed most of the animals at 5 p.m. Oh, the last, the, the so in the evening is, you can is get good the too. The 5 p.m. one, that's when the animals are being fed. Yeah. And it's, they're all very active and oh, yeah. interesting mm-hmm. you know when it's time for food so especially at this time of the year when it's so hot the best yeah definitely was, the best times to go or, or like nine o'clock in the morning or mm-hmm. like you say five six or even later at night yeah. it was still hot at five but that's you know, true if there's food involved animals will <laughs> that is true that yeah. is true but anyway, that's um, that's kind of the backstory of Shirkazong and kind of give you, uh, next time you're there, you can walk around and kind of check out some of these things. Um, the next episode, I am actually going to do a tour, a step-by-step tour of the Expedition Everest queue or uh, the village of Shirkazong. Um, and, uh, but before we go, I do want to mention one more time our Tea Public store. Go on there, uh, all, you know, all of our social media, and, uh, you know, all money is raised for Proyecto Titi, which goes to Cotton Top Taverns, which are incredibly endangered. So it's a great organization. And actually, Disney's Animal Kingdom and the Conservation Fund were a major part of starting it or, or in, in being involved with it. So um, I think that's it. Anything else you want to talk about today? No. Okay. This just this has been very interesting. <laughs> so I, and, and I, I was thinking about doing this one myself like I did the mythology, but I enjoy talking to somebody. And for anybody who knows, Christine is lovely, so I like having her next to me anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, but again, everybody, the uh, Kwaharini and go well. Kwaharini, 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 kwa